Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Good morning and welcome to NAPWIC Talks. It gives me great pleasure to be here this morning with you. I'm your host, Jada Williams of NAPWIC Talks, Blog Talk Radio. And just like the commercial just said, I have to ask, I can't help it, please follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you're hanging out with NAPWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction, this morning. Or head over to our website and engage with us, www.navwick.org. Check out our calendar, see all the different committees and how you can just jump in and work with us because we are a leadership organization that's full of great volunteers getting the work done. But most of all, don't forget to click that Join Now button. Yes, join now. Become one of our next newest members because we want to see you at our next national event or the closest local event to you in your red shirt. So in the studio this morning, we have no other than Jackie Perry of JP and Associates and Ursula Odom of Sula 2 helping you with your book writing process needs. I'm telling you, she gets the job done. And of course, we're sending hello wishes and waving across the pond to our beautiful founder, Ann McNeil, that is on the cruise, traveling big time. So good morning, Ursula. Good morning, Jackie. Bring us some hello energy. Good morning, Jada. I'm excited about today and all of the energy that you bring to it. And, um, you know, this is going to be a good show because there's some wonderful information and some surprises, too, that I understand that you have. But you know what? I There's something I want to share. When I'm traveling, I have a new outfit. I wear my red shirt every time I travel anywhere. It's a good hey. conversation starter, you know? So if you see me in my red shirt and my jeans and my boots, that's me. (laughs) Yes, indeed. That is definitely how we like to roll out, Miss Ursula. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. You see, the energy is contagious, and we really do step out in our red shirts. I'm telling you the vibes. Everybody feels us. 
we take over. It's like we're we're kind of marching, but we're not marching. You know, it's just that 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 nice, good, stern love, like that grandmother love. You know, when you're, you're at her house. Anyways, I digress. <laughs> I did have my coffee con leche this morning. Let's keep it moving. This morning, Navwick talks. We are revisiting the infrastructure opportunities in transportation and P3 partnerships. Um, we're excited because we had faulty comments from um, U.S. Secretary Pete Buttigieg. He took office in January 2021 as the 19th U.S. Secretary of Transportation. Um, Pete Buttigieg and Executive Director of AIAI, Lisa, are both going to bring us comments this morning. But a little sneak surprise, I definitely want all of our listeners, if you are not on YouTube, please follow us or subscribe to our YouTube channel because that's how you're going to get to listen in to Secretary Pete Buttigieg nationally endorsing the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Did you hear me? Okay, I'll say it again. U.S. Secretary Pete Buttigieg nationally endorsed us the National Association of Black Women in Construction. He is directing individuals and gave us a beautiful shout-out, letting the world know that we are the voice that connects the dots. And that is what brings us all the happiness and joy and why we actually do NABWIC Talks. This is the exact reason why NABWIC Talks exists for you to bring you the information and all of the goodies um, that's going on. But most of all, you know what it is, we are wanting to make sure every business and every individual thrives in NAVWIC world. So basically, we're, we're making sure you get to the bag. <laughs> so Jackie, also with Lisa being the um, executive director of AIAI, with more than 20 years of high-profile management and operations experience, Experience. Lisa bought us um, comments at our billion dollar luncheon on um, AI AI and P3s and all of the opportunities there. So please get your notes, get your notebook, get your pen so you can take down these golden nuggets. And at any time you have any comments, please drop them under the episode or you can on our different social media platforms or just email us at marketing, uh, what is our email address, Jackie? I'm having a brain fart. Marketing at nabweek.org. There you go. We live in the emails. So hit us up there with your comments so we can make sure that your voice is heard in Nabweek world. Um, so I guess this is a good point for us to go ahead and listen in to U.S. Secretary Pete Buttigieg. But don't forget, just another friendly reminder, subscribe to our YouTube page so you can, you can make sure you're getting all the information from that we talk. It has been a phenomenal ride opportunity for this organization. And many of you may not know that we have had a relationship with USDOT secretary for the last five sitting secretaries. And this has been a great opportunity for our members to connect at all different levels. But today, Secretary Pete Buttigieg, U.S. 
U.S. Secretary of Transportation, um, has graced us with a few words. He took office in January 2021 as the 19th U.S. Secretary of Transportation. Prior to joining the Biden-Harris administration, Mm -hmm. Secretary Buttigieg served two terms as mayor of his hometown of South Bend, Indiana. A graduate of Howard, excuse me, a graduate of Harvard University and Rhodes Scholar at Oxford. Buttigieg served for seven years as an officer in the U.S. Navy Reserve, taking a leave of absence from the mayor's office for a diplomatic assignment in Afghanistan in 2014. I want to Welcome the Secretary comments, and I want to indulge all of you to just take one moment and also join me as we listen to these greetings. Thank you. Thank you, Ann, for that introduction, and I want to thank the National Association of Black Women in Construction for inviting me to speak with you today. For 30 years, this organization has been a powerful force and tireless advocate for black women in construction. And as we in the Biden-Harris administration continue working to build a better America, it's important to acknowledge that your members are the ones who have done and will continue to do so much of the actual, literal building. Transportation has always also been a battleground for civil rights. And black women have always been at the vanguard, from Claudette Colvin and Rosa Parks to leaders tackling the challenges of this moment. There's still a lot of work to be done. Our trains and buses are no longer segregated by law, as they were at the time of the Montgomery bus boycott, but we still live with the implications and consequences of projects that overlooked, or worse, intentionally divided or destroyed black and brown communities. At the Department of Transportation, we are committed to addressing these historic harms and making sure that transportation actually and always connects rather than divides. And now we have the chance to make generational investments in transportation jobs and equity thanks to the President's bipartisan infrastructure law. This law marks the largest investment in good-paying American jobs in my lifetime. We're talking about jobs laying new train tracks, making our roads and bridges more resilient, expanding transit systems, building new electric vehicle chargers, and more jobs for your members and your future members. Let's be honest. For this bill to meet its potential, we must make sure that the opportunities reach the communities that need them the most. And this means engaging women and minority-owned small businesses to help bring these new projects to life. That's why we have been working hard at the President's direction to ensure that such businesses get a fair share of contracts supported by DOT funding. And I believe that we have a responsibility not only to better utilize the MBE and DBE and WBE business community that is out there, but to proactively use this opportunity to encourage capacity building and to foster growth in that community. Our Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization is working to make this happen. We have resources such as our Bond Education and Access to Capital programs, our Master Capacity Building Series, and our Small Business Transportation Resource Centers. 
So please encourage your members to reach out so that we can make sure that they have the technical assistance and the guidance that they need. Meanwhile, our, department, our Departmental Office of Civil Rights is working on a notice of proposed rulemaking to modernize and strengthen our DBE programs even further. We're planning to publish that proposal in the spring, and we're looking forward to hearing your feedback once we do. We've restarted our local hire program, and we're being explicit about the role of equity and climate justice in the criteria associated Unknown. All right. Let me go one slide because we, we've kind of led up so far to this, this value for money of why, why is P3 a better deal? Um, we use value for money just because it sounds cool, I'm convinced, and we, we try to, um, you know, it, it's a little good public relations. But, um, you know, what is the benefit, the upside? And it, it really comes down to this risk transfer of um, the traditional means of government procurement and, you know, as I said, many of us have been in government procurement before. It's always, what, what's the lowest bidder? What's the lowest price? Um, and I will humbly submit that, that that model, that lowest price model, has, has achieved, us, achieved the wonderful infrastructure that we have today in the United States. And I, I say that uh, very jokingly, that the infrastructure is not, not good. Things are, are, are broken. Uh, you might be living in places where things are very broken. Um, and that, that is a model of let's invest as little as possible in this infrastructure and not maintain it. And that that has not gotten us anywhere. Um, we need as as a, a country, as a wider community to try to get the best value for the money we're investing. And if that means we need to invest a little more money and do it over a longer period of time. Uh, that's what we need to do, because it actually works out to be a much better uh, benefit a much better deal for all of us and our, our children going forward if we invest a little more money. And we see P3 as an opportunity to do this, that through uh, long-term maintenance, actually paying attention to what's going on and transferring risk to private parties that are best able to mitigate that risk, uh, address that risk, we actually get better value. So the, the overall cost is lower over the life of that asset. And we have to start thinking in terms of decades. Uh, not just tomorrow, but we're going to have that road. We're going to have that road for 20 or 30 years. That building might last 100 years um, if we are able to maintain it. And that's the, the value for money, so not just lowest cost. Um, some of the delivery models, there's a lot of acronyms. Um, I was This is where I joke saying I am from Washington. I am here to help you. So I bring a lot of acronyms because that's, that's what we do here in D.C. Um, you will hear if you get involved in a public-private partnership or innovative project delivery model uh, project, that all these different acronyms that go up from design, bid, build, uh, you know, all the way up to, um, you know, Total sale of an asset. We're not here to advocate for that at all. Um, at its core, at its purest form, it's a design, build, finance, operate, maintain. But there's different ways of doing a P3. It could just be a design build contract where you have a contractor who's taking on that risk for on time, on budget delivery. And then you marry that up with a, a, a fairly long-term operation maintenance. So you could, uh, to Brandy's point, you could have financing that is both public or private or a mix. Of financing. You could have a project that is a design, design build with financing, that once that asset is built, it is transferred to the public sector and the private sector takes on the operation maintenance. Um, I advocate that there's different ways of doing this, that just not one answer for a P3. There's many ways of doing it. Um, in its highest form, though, it's a design build finance, operation maintenance, a long-term contract 
multi-decade agreement, which leads to, um, I believe anyway, a lot more opportunities uh, for businesses like yours to get involved because now you have many, many points of opportunity. You could, your business might be involved in design. It could be design in construction. Heck, it could be in finance. I know firms that are involved in finance. Or it could be in that many decade operation and maintenance contract that goes on for 30 to 88 years. All those places are opportunities for you to get involved in a public-private partnership that might not exist under traditional uh, procurement models. Um, with that, I want to bug Joe, uh, not just because uh, I don't want to meet him on the sidewalk walking my dog and he'll tell me I didn't let him say anything. Uh, but Joe, I feel like this is where your business really is, is finding those opportunities. Yeah, um, and just as, as government um, owners across the country are finding more ways to to fund these projects because the infrastructure needs is just so enormous. It's also having an impact on how they do procurement, which is what we're talking about here, which in turn has an impact on as a small business, how we um, get involved in that procurement. It looks very different. And I think having sessions like this is very helpful. Um, there was actually a, a, uh, a comment made that I was taking a look at in relation to financing the work, um, the procurement, how do you get involved um, up front? And for a small business, it is hard, uh, but I think the, the purpose of something like this where you're really understanding the, the length of the procurement process, what's happening at different phases, um, and where you fit in, in terms of the capability that you bring if you're involved in operation and maintenance, um, you pretty you know that that opportunity is not going to come, uh, even though the project is out there, and, and until maybe two, three, five years down the road, depending upon the size of the project. But understanding that that opportunity is coming, I think, is the important part, and how all of this breaks out across the board. And then later on, we'll talk about that in the in the presentation. But I think it. At for small businesses, it's also a risk and um, a risk decision for small business owners on how and when um, you want to get involved and how you would prepare for that. Can I also say something? Um, I will tell you from the developer and equity side, this business, while construction has been incredibly slow with getting on board with you know minority participation and it has done better over the years and it has continued to grow. I will tell you that this particular industry is one of the last industries to really bring in minority participation. And really, quite frankly, um, social infrastructure is really forcing that and forcing their hand because the local jurisdictions, obviously, with municipal projects do require that, whether it's public-private partnership or a typical or traditional CapEx type of project. I will tell you. Um, in order for us to see more minority businesses across, the, business, across the, the industry, and especially in social infrastructure, it really does take a number of advocates. I know that we over here at AIAI, you know, oftentimes we have a diversity and inclusion committee, you know, which Joe actually heads up, along with Angela, you know, and myself is also, too, I just joined that committee. There's a number of us on the committee that really do advocate for the utilization of minority and small businesses on these particular projects. Now, I will tell you, on the O&M side, that's probably the hardest part of this business to get involved. 
Um, and, uh, and that is because um, the O&M side, a lot of these firms, there's only five firms that actually, I think it's five, is it five? really five of the big ones or so really like two or three that we see on social infrastructure, for instance, and they're really new to this. So with, we, we are forcing their hands. I will tell you, you know, in, in this space, with forcing them to really work with small and minority businesses. I'll also be honest and let you know that many in the past have probably written into their cost penalties associated, and I'm sure many of you know this. If you have worked in the construction industry for quite some time, if you've worked with some of the larger contractors, they've even written into, I know in D.C. government it used to happen in the past, that they would write in penalties associated with any, if they did not meet, whether it was certified business enterprise or DBE or whatever it is. The same thing has happened along the way here on this side, but what we, what they're starting to do now is get acclimated to the fact and, and understanding, and we're working with Honeywell to have them also to understand, you know, the value of reaching out to the community, creating outreach, utilizing their DEI individuals that are here in the States to help them truly understand the value of working with small businesses. And I know JCI is doing all that they can as well as Johnson Controls in order to really understand the value of working with small businesses. So I will tell you, it's not the easiest thing to do. We over here on our side are pushing continuously. But in order for you to really put yourself in front um, of those businesses to really understand, one, you probably need to come to conferences like Lisa and I are sitting here, you know, today. And, and I know that they're not the most, um, the cheapest, uh, you know, type of um, conferences to come. We have discounts and comp passes, though, because we want to encourage participation and learning. So reach out because we can find a way. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, I, I, I certainly encourage you to get to know individuals such as myself who, you know, source these deals and who are sitting at the table or actually creating the table, you know, for these projects, you know, with the teams pulling teams together and also to speaking to, um, you know, my partners that are design build firms and, and holding them accountable and letting them know what we want to see or what we desire to see, you know, here at Sengate. In addition to that, you know, not just myself, but also individuals like Seth, you know, who are consultants who also, too, talk to the local jurisdictions. Lisa and Carol, of course, you know, at AI, AI you know, and, um, become familiar with who they are. Joe, of course, you know, um, you know, considering the fact that he is compliant on projects like this and can oftentimes make introductions to individuals like us. So, you know, the more marketing that you do and the earlier that you start, if you are, um, you know, if you're not on publications or if you're not looking at publications, I encourage you to become a part or be a subscriber to P3 Bulletin. P3 Bulletin does tell you what's actually out there and what's going on in the industry. It'll let you know if there's a jurisdiction that's looking for consultants, which is the first sign of, aha, there's a P3 coming because they have put up an RFP on the street for consultants. And also, too, I want everybody to understand that if you're in construction management, you know, you're not necessarily a GC or a subcontractor. There are opportunities also, too, where perhaps, you know, you could create some type of value with consultants you know, maybe with a WC partnership or a JLL or an AECOM or a Jacob. We have um, in Prince George's County, I will tell you, um, for the second tranche, um, Prince George's County has done a really good job, really, really good job. They've actually hired uh, Kathy Dixon, who is a minority architect, in order to serve 
or to be, basically be the contractor for the consultant for the technical side. And what she did was Kathy got on board early. She started talking to different partners out there like the SEPs of the world and like the WT partnerships of the world. She's with Arcadis. And Arcadis is a large technical advisor for P3s. What she did was she went and got, uh, she went and became familiar with individuals at Arcadis and started talking to them and they teamed up and they won the consultant side, which is really historical, I will tell you, from being a black woman leading that team and being the technical advisor for Prince George's County on the alternative construction financing for the schools. And that's the number two project, not the one I'm working on, but the one that we'll be bidding that's coming out in the fall. So you have to start early, very early. And you have to build relationships now for when people are ready and when those projects do come about. Yeah. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.